Welcome back to another episode of the Dixieland Democracy. Now, this is a pretty special episode. This is going to be the first episode that we put on Facebook and maybe Instagram. I'm not sure about Instagram yet. I guess we'll find out when we put it up. So, we've got everyone with us except for Reed. I'm not sure where Reed is tonight, but hopefully he'll be back with us next time. Maybe he'll join in somewhere during the podcast. So, fellas, I don't know if you've seen anything about this. I think it was originally reported by Deadspin, but Sunday, the Redskins played the Lions. And one of their coaches, I, I'm not sure, may have had too much uh, water, Gatorade, whatever, on the sideline. He just decided that he could not hold it anymore or go to wherever the nearest bathroom is, grab a Gatorade cup, just went full out and peed in it right where people could see him, did see him, and took a picture of him. Okay, so I, I saw a picture on TMZ. Is, is the man not sitting right next to a trash can or standing right next to a trash can? Yes, he is. Why would you pee in a cup if you're standing right next to a trash can? Maybe he was peeing in a cup for one of his players that he probably knew was going to get busted for drugs. I don't know. But, okay. I, the issue, now, I mean, that that's a very good possibility. And it's a scenario that I had not even thought of. But the issue here is not that he didn't pee in the trash can. <laughs> I just want to straighten that up. The issue here is that he went balls to the walls and straight peed in public in front of thousands of people. See, that's where I disagree. I don't know. Pee? I disagree because, it, I mean, when you, when you really got to pee, you really got to pee. That's just, that's just how it is. And if you're sitting there and you pee in a, was a Gatorade cup? Yes. Yeah. yeah. See, that makes no sense when you could really like lean that trash can up against like your your stomach, and no one would ever notice. Well, I mean, people would notice and be like, "What is he doing? He's probably peeing." But you you could definitely play it off a lot better if you were just kind of like leaning up against the trash can and had it tilted toward your stomach. Oh yeah, for sure. But here's the thing, though. I think you've got to commend this guy just a little bit. As weird as I think it is that he did this, because guys. I can't, I can't crap in a public restroom, and this guy can pee in front of thousands of people. Okay, I can that, crap anywhere. Do literally, I? I can crap anywhere. Literally anywhere. I, like right now, sitting down in this chair, doesn't matter. Don't even need a hole. I can poop anywhere. See, and then this is another subject altogether, and I don't mind going down this road <laughs> because we've been down it several times. But I can't, dude. I can't do it. See, I feel like I'm, I'm, uh. I'm saving my own personal toilet a lot of heartache. You probably are, but, dude, you've got to be in a minority. J.D., what, what about you, man? Look, I, I've got to know who's been going in and out of that bathroom. I'd say about 90% of the time I'm going to hold it till I get to my house or to a buddy's house or whatever. But if there's a public place where I know the people that are most commonly going in and out of that thing, out of that stall, which yeah. is very rare... Then I will use it if I if I feel comfortable with those people. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good answer because I would agree um, with what you're saying. But like, like, and I think you would agree with this. Gas station, every gas station ever is completely off limits. 
Now, now wait a minute. There's a really, there's a really clean one that I go to sometimes. It's a really nice bathroom, and I love it. Now I wouldn't yeah, go to Walmart. Don't, I, I would don't really try to church this up. Gas station bathrooms are nasty. Man. There's, there's some really, there's some really nice gas stations out there. I'm just saying. But gas station bathrooms usually have that cover that you put on the toilet seat. That's a good thing. The nice ones. A lot of them that have nice bathrooms have that in them. So not only is the bathroom nice and clean and new, but they also have the toilet seat covers. So sometimes yeah, toilet seat need those toilet seat covers will not protect your skin from whatever is getting onto it. Well, you know, sometimes you have to go two layers of that. But back to the, back to the guy that that peed in the cup. What did he do with the cup? Did did TMZ or Deadspin ever say what he did with that cup? Did he go put it in like the, you know how they have like the big platter of like Gatorade cup? Did he go put it over there or what did he do with it? That, that's the million dollar I, question because I don't know. It that, is. That's really important. Like there's a player this week saying, I knew my Gatorade tasted funny. <laughs> I know there's a player on the red team saying that. I know this it. is the exact reason why I've never trusted yellow Gatorade. Yellow Gator is my favorite, so this is kind of. If that were me, I'd probably be drinking that. But incidentally, I had all a, I'm saying is, don't cross me. I had a uh, a rough night of margaritas one time, and I went to work the next morning, really, really feeling rough. And my boss was like, "Here, I, hey, do you want water, or Gatorade?" I was like, "Give me Gatorade. You know, I need the electrolytes." And it just so happened to be the yellow, like lime Gatorade. And as soon as I tasted it, I just threw up because it tasted like margarita. So, and I can't, I'd never have tried it again. It's terrible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, there's that. Um, now, I think we spent just about enough time talking about a guy peeing in a cup and using public restrooms. But while we're on the subject of NFL and NFL coaches, <clears throat> who is your favorite? And least favorite current NFL player. Let's go. Let's start off with favorites first. Um, I'm gonna. I'll start it off. I'm gonna go Eric Berry. Pretty obvious why, dudes. I mean, I feel like he's just an all-around great guy. Plus, he's a former ball, so he's my favorite. I I understand that. Uh, and if you take away the ball aspect, of, that's what I'm doing. I'm not taken uh, into account where they went to college or anything like that. Current NFL players, how they act and how they hold themselves and to an extent what they do off the field. Von Miller. You, you can't be better than Von Miller, what he's done in it. He's probably the most likable and loved player that there is today, in my opinion anyway. I mean, he's goofy. I thought there. you were going he's... another direction and I was ready to fight you for it. No, Von Miller is by far, in my opinion, like, I, I don't know anybody that hates Von Miller. How do you hate that guy? Even if, like, he's um, destroyed your entire team, it's like, that's just some nerdy, <laughs> like, that is the nerdiest person in the NFL. You chicken. ask, how could you hate that guy? Uh, well, it'd be pretty impossible unless you were a Panthers fan. I mean, yeah, I get that, but still, the guy's so likable. He is. I'll agree. Jetty? Ooh, most likable. Um you know, if we're going ball for lives, you know, you throw Jason Witten out there, you throw Eric Berry out there. Uh, if we're not talking, if we're not talking with aspects to, to ball, I'd, go, I'd probably go Brady. is my favorite player to watch, um, or, or Russell Wilson. One, 
But overall, overall, I'm going to go Eric Berry. Um, there we just, go. What the guy has done off the field is amazing itself. And the fact that he came back one year after, you know, going through chemo and he was working out during chemo and he couldn't eat or he couldn't hold anything down, but he would still work out. That, to me, is amazing. He didn't lose. I think he lost one pound uh, of weight while he was, was on that, I think, if I, if I remember correctly. So he's a beast. He's a, he balls out on the field too. I mean, he's been on the on the Chiefs, who's been a you know staple defense in this league for the past five or six years. So, I mean, granted they are stacked, but Eric Berry is a, a guy that can play coverage, a guy that can play inside the box, and if you run across the middle, he's more than likely going to put you on the ground. Absolutely. So, so now we go to hate it, and we're going to run it back. JD, you start first this time. A lot of you will say Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton does too much for kids off the field to be most hated. And I don't always have – I don't usually complain about him celebrating all the time. My roommate, Logan, who's a Falcons fan, he always complains about him celebrating. And I tell him, well, if you stopped him from scoring touchdowns, that wouldn't happen. And I know the Titans can't say anything either, but I'm going to go Dez Bryant. Um Oh, mother beater, Des Bryant. Exactly. Look, I'm all right with Des Bryant if he is playing well. But when he's not playing well, he pouts. He's yelling at Derek Dooley all the time, which I love him for in a way. Um, but the past two seasons, he has not shown up. And this season, he doesn't have an excuse. Dak Prescott is doing just fine. This Cowboy offense is doing this just fine and you know there's no more excuses for Dez he's got to he's got to play like he's earning that money that he got Jerry Jones otherwise I could see the Dallas Cowboys trading him I mean what purpose does he serve because he's not out there half the time and when he is out there he's not getting the ball yeah and somebody would take him oh yeah I mean you could get you get a first or second round pick off of him I'd say Okay, for sure. Okay, mine's yeah. pretty, mine's pretty obvious, and I gotta respond with how do you not say the exact same thing about Cam because he's even worse when he loses. Well, Cam Newton didn't beat up his mom. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. He's talking about how he acts when he loses and stuff like that. Oh, Cam Newton is not worse. worse. Cam Newton he pouted, but he wasn't just going off. He never he never answers for any of his mistakes. He never like says anything. And just gets up and walks away like he doesn't have any oh, obligation. I mean, that's, that's my knock against Cam, too. Like, those post-Cam interviews are, are awful. You, Whatever you want to say about what he does during the game, that's during the game. That's an emotional part. But after the game, you've got to collect yourself, dude. Like, you're a quarterback. You're the MVP. And you're going to walk away from little five foot eight people asking you questions that hurt your feelings. Yeah, it, I, would, I would agree with that. That gets on my nerves. And that's why I hate Cam, because you, you can act – and if it's it's different if you're like that all the time. Like Marshawn Lynch, he was like that all the time. He didn't answer anybody, good game or bad. And that's – in my opinion, that's okay. But Cam is so so different when, he winnings, when he's winning and when he's losing that it just makes him seem like a crybaby. I agree. For me, most hated – got to be Tom Brady, dude. I hate Tom Brady. 
And I know we've talked about it before. You guys don't understand why I hate Tom Brady. But I do. I think he's a big old baby, and I think he's as cocky as they can count. Which, and, and I'm okay with that at some point. Like, I'm okay with just a little bit. Like, if you know you're good, that's one thing. But Tom Brady is next-level cocky. And every time he messes up, just like with Cam Newton and just like with Des Bryant, he's a powder. He I mean, yeah, he's a winner. Don't get me wrong. I think he'll go down in history as probably one of the greatest quarterbacks and one of the greatest players of all time. But I just, I don't like him. I think the only way that Tom Brady escapes from being my most hated NFL player is if LeBron comes to the NFL. And I know that's going to, whenever Reed listens to this, he's not going to be happy about me saying that. Now, see, I see where you're coming from, but... In my opinion, Cam is twice as more um, pouty when he loses as Brady is, and he's twice as worse bragging when he wins. Like it's I, not, it's man, not you even just close. said twice as more and twice as worse. I, yeah, I've I never, I've never uh, claimed to be a grammatical expert. No, you did not, and I'm glad you didn't. Here's my thing on Brady. I cannot. I just can't bring myself to hate a guy that has had to, that work to get where he is. You know what I mean? Like, seventh-round pick. Cam was a top pick. He's had all the lights on him since he got at Auburn. Uh, I'm not saying that he's never had to work for anything, but he's gifted athletically. Tom Brady is not athletic in the in the way of, like, speed and, you know, jumping or, or what have you. He's always had to work. He was a seventh-round pick out of Michigan. That's the only knock I got against him, that he's from Michigan. Um, and, you know, he's, he's been so successful. And my favorite part is he's always fired up during the games. Like, yeah, if he throws an interception or something, he's going to get mad. But you would see Peyton start yelling. And same thing you see with Eli Manning. You know, they start they start yelling or probably cussing uh, on the field, you know, when they make mistakes. And that's just how – that's just the competitiveness of it. With Cam, it's not competitiveness, it seems. It just seems like seems something like something else. Uh, I but. feel you. But to not to spend too much time on it, and I understand what you're, where you're coming from, but so just to move on from that, we – I know we were wanting to talk about, obviously, the balls have South Carolina coming up. Um and we're, we're picked as big favorites. I think all of us are going to say, you know, that we think we're going to win. But one thing that we wanted to talk about in particular was the fact that we're doing a lot better um, and have had some good news, I'd say, rather on the injury front. Uh, J.D., I know you've probably read a little more about it than I have as far as who exactly is going to be coming back, so I'll let you talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Well, about a week ago, uh, sources confirmed that uh, JRM is out for the season. Um, mm-hmm. He had a press conference about it. Uh, so that that was, I mean, we all saw it coming, but that's not our that's not our biggest hit we've had. Uh, Vickers is back. Uh, most of our offensive line is going to be back this week. Alvin Kamara doesn't need surgery. That's probably the best news I heard all week. Um, yeah. 
and then uh, DK is back as well. And, exactly. and, and Cam Sutton's supposed to be back earlier than we expected, possibly in the next two weeks. So, uh, great. That has really brightened my week, just knowing that we have those guys back, which, I mean, it kind of sucks that it is now because, I mean, I think we can go out and beat these teams uh, that we have coming up with the players that we played against with Alabama and A&M. Um, and let me ask you this, just for what it's worth, in what world, like, how far away was the thought in your mind when at the beginning of the season that you would have said, is there any way we can have Darren Kirkland and Colton Jumper on the field at the same time? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, that was definitely a possibility. You know, injuries happen so much in football. I just never expected uh, Darren Kirkland, or sorry, sorry, let me rephrase that, Colton Jumper, Elliot Berry, uh, Balen Buchanan and Justin Martin on the field at the same time. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So, needless to say, we we have some still news that we're we're not super excited about. But I'd say we've got more good news than bad news right now, as it stands. So, things are looking up for the Vols. I think we're going to win out. Uh, hopefully we're going to win out. But, you know, we've Butch Jones never beat Will Muschamp. Um, and I know that's, I mean, that's call it a storyline if you want. I think we're going to win. But for what it's worth and for the fun of it, let's go ahead and predict some scores. What do you guys think is going to be the final score? 27-13. I think that it the next five weeks altogether, I, I have no doubt in my mind that we will win out and we'll win all five of these games, but I don't think we'll win any of them impressively, except maybe Missouri. It's I'm th- That's just the 30. same way the Ohio game was. I don't think that we're going to – we're not a blow-people-out team. Well, and, and I don't know what we're going to look like coming back from the bye week. That is my thing. I think we're going to put 30 on them, so I'm going to go 35-17. Um, I, I was going to say 35-14, but I'll I'll give them seventeen. Forty-one twenty. Woo! Look, last year I believe Alabama was our the week before. I think we had our bye week and then we had Alabama, and that was the best game we probably played all year. Mm-hmm. Butch will have these guys ready to play this game. He knows how important it is to get off to a good start on this streak, get some confidence going again. He's going to throw everything at them. Or not everything, um, but they're going to throw as much at them as they need. Uh, I think that South Carolina's got a pretty good defense, but then again, we're not Vanderbilt. so uh, <laughs> And their offense is not good. Even though they did start an, a freshman or, or a new quarterback the other day, and he looked all right. Uh, but who are they? He playing? also played UMass. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I think they'll get some garbage points at the end. So, I'm going 41-20. All right. Um, so, and I assume you guys watched football this weekend. I know I watched with Jody. Uh, there were some big wins, big losses. We're not here to tell you who won what games. You can, you can look that up if you want to see it. But, for, to kind of 
segue into the next topic. Alabama did beat A&M, beat him pretty well. It, it seemed like he was going to be close for a while. Um, but just, man, Alabama looks so good. And, and I don't know, for me, I felt like it kind of, I don't know, it kind of cushioned the blow a little bit from how they beat us to see that, you know, they, they beat Texas A&M like they did. Uh, maybe there's not as much separation between us and Texas A&M as some people thought. Um, I, to be honest with you, I think we have a better football team, but it still seems like there's a pretty big separation between Alabama and literally everyone else. But I don't know if you guys saw the hit um, on, with Alabama defender on was it Speedy Noel? Yes where he literally smashed his face mask with the crown of his helmet, no call. And then you remember whenever we played them and uh, Scarborough took off on that long touchdown, goes into uh, goes up to the stands and without being, uh, without being like brought to it, he, he puts his, fan, his hand up in one of our fans' faces. I, and the guy didn't seem like he was doing anything wrong. And no call. It seems like that's a trend uh, of a lot of what's going on. Is You know, Alabama's not getting called for some of these. And that brings me to my question. Is there such thing as crimson privilege? I, I don't know that there's so much as, like, refs being biased towards Alabama as there is just bad refs in the SEC. The, the way that they've called targeting in every game that I've seen is just inconsistent all across the board. It makes no sense, and I hate the call. I hate it when it happens. I hate it when it doesn't, but I just wish they'd get rid of it. Well, and here's the thing. I, I don't wish that they would get rid of it. Um, not altogether, but you almost have to measure intention at some point, and that's, you can't do it. Um, but, I mean... Dude, as far as the rules go, that was as plain as it gets. That wasn't a clean hit. And then the SEC came out recently, maybe today even, and said that they weren't going to take action against the defender. And at least I know Kevin Sumlin is not happy about it. But, man, it was a vicious hit. Um, I, just, I don't know, man. I think Alabama gets off with a lot because they are Alabama. And I'm not saying necessarily that call is 100% uh, the crimson privilege, but you look at bef- earlier in the season or before the season, whenever those two guys got caught with guns and drugs or whatever, and then the DA let them go because they don't have air conditioning and they work on the field. Come on. And Tim Williams gets caught with a gun and he's gone for one game. Tell me something's not up. Well... That is that's uh, coaching discipline. That's um, that's Nick Saban's call, and you know, sure, no. Sure. One, but you no one think at some point that the SEC would step in and say, "Yeah, you know, we're not we're not going to allow a bunch of criminals just to be playing." But if they had, if they had, if they did that, they'd have to do it with every team. That's that's the thing that the SEC doesn't want to get their hands in with that because then they can seem unfair with that, like officiating of that too. So that's just another way that they can intervene that people would disagree with. Uh, to, back to that hit, 
let me be clear. What goes around comes around. So A&M didn't get flagged at all for their hits uh, against us, and we got a player ejected. Same thing happens to them against Alabama. So as far as that goes, uh, I'm glad that happened, actually. Uh, I don't wish anybody to get hurt, but it serves them right. It serves that health <laughs> hand right. Maybe um, the same thing will happen to Alabama when LSU lays one of them out here in a few weeks. Look, we go back to that Jalen Reeves-Maven hit. That was not a dirty hit. It wasn't. Uh, there's no way that's a dirty hit. I can see where it looks bad, but when a dude's 240 and running full speed and some dude doesn't call fair catch or evidently calls fair catch at the very beginning of the play uh, and is ducking, he's going to get hit in the head. And Jalen Reeves may have been clearly led with his shoulder. And these, you know, against A&M and then A&M and Alabama, every single one of those players were leading with their head. Yeah. One of them that got ejected was our guy. One of them that got ejected was A&M against Alabama. As far as uh, Crimson Privilege, uh, I don't think that exists. Uh, I'm not going to make – I don't want to sit here and try to make excuses – of why Alabama's winning. They're going to win, obviously. I'm not, I don't think that you're trying to say that, but I don't think there's crimson privilege. Well, all right then. There you have it. So, moving on, we're going to go ahead and get our picks for the week. We're going to try something new. We stumbled across something that is on the same level, I would say, of something that Indiana Jones might find and that they could make a movie about. It is a magical dip can. Jody, what kind of dip is it? Copenhagen Mint Camo Can. Not a sponsor, but Copenhagen, if you're listening, hit us up. Okay? So, the magic dip can does not waste its time with small games. We're only going to use it on big picks, and we're going to see how this goes. So, JD, what we got? So, do I need to make a call for the dip can? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say games that don't really matter. We're just, we won't even do the picks on that. Except for Tennessee, South Carolina. Even though we're pretty sure who's going to win that one, we'll do it because, because, by God, we love the balls. All right, so first game of the week. I know it doesn't seem like a big game, but let me look at the schedule right quick. Kentucky is sneaking up into the mid-tier. Yeah, they've got two SEC wins now, so I think that – is that tied with Tennessee right now? Yeah. Within the SEC? So I'm pretty sure they're sneaking up. So I went ahead and added the Missouri-Kentucky game. Who do y'all have? Kentucky. I'm going Kentucky. They're a four-point four well. underdog also, which is insane to me. I'm going Kentucky as well. Some of that, I think they got an athletic quarterback uh, now, so uh, he's been he's been playing well, and Kentucky's been playing well over the last couple of weeks. Okay, uh, so let's go. Let's go. The first one in alphabetical order is heads, second is tails. As in. Kentucky's heads, but 
Heads, Kentucky. Dip can. Has Kentucky. All right. Uh, next, we got Florida and Georgia. I will take Florida. I'm going to take Florida as well, but I'd really like to see Georgia win. Boys, Florida's going to be highly disappointed this week. I'm picking uh, Georgia. Ooh, what's the dip can guy? The dip can's got Georgia as well. <laughs> just you just follow me, Magic Dip Can. I'll take you to the promised land of first place. <laughs> Next, we got Auburn, Ole Miss. Auburn coming off of a big win. Ole Miss is coming off of their second straight loss, third straight loss. You know Wait. what? <laughs> Give me Auburn. I'm taking Auburn as well. And as is the dip can. Heads for Auburn. This this the difference in this game will be defense. Auburn's got a much better defense. I'm going Auburn. Alright. Next our last SEC game this week. Uh, Tennessee, South Carolina. The dip can doesn't need to be part of this. Tennessee's oh. winning this game. Well, the dip can's got Tennessee. Did the dip can take Tennessee? The dip can took Tennessee. As am yeah. I. There we go. That's going to be UT across the board. I don't. Reed might try to say that South Carolina might win. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, next, we got Michigan, Michigan State. Give me the Wolverines. Oh, the dip can has Michigan. What? How do you do that? It, it, alphabetical. I guess Michigan would be Michigan Stales. Come on, man. All right, then, then the Dipcans got Michigan State. Really? The 27 point underdog. Jamie, we, we, don't, we don't take small games. The Dipcan doesn't waste its time. If it's hey. something wrong, it's your fault. <laughs> well, I might scratch that one out. Uh, Washington and Utah. Oh, I don't know enough about this. I'm taking Utah because I hate Washington. I hate the Pac-12, and I don't want them to get a spot. Well, then you know what? I'm taking Washington. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to take... Ooh. This one's a tough one for me. Go to the dip can, uh, Jody. I'll, I'll give you my pick here in a second. Dip can's uh, got Washington. JD, don't you try to hobo off of our dip can. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, look, no one's been able to remotely stop Washington. If there's a team to do it, it's Utah. But I'm going to go Washington. I think it'll be a real close game. It'll be Washington's real first test. JD's bumming picks off the dip can, JD. I, I, I see that. He he really His heart wanted to go to Utah. I say. It made me think for a second. Next, we got Nebraska and Wisconsin. Nebraska's undefeated, I believe, at number... Are they number seven in the nation, possibly? I don't know, but Jody... Or, J.D., you've got to stop asking me these questions about teams that I don't know about. They're a top ten team, Blake. They're in the... That's a Redman, well, the dip can and I... Like the dip can and I both have the best defense in the nation, which is Wisconsin. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to yes. agree with Jody and the dip can. 
I'm going to go Wisconsin as well. Uh, Nebraska hasn't really played anybody yet. Uh, and last but not least, we got Clemson, uh, FSU. I've got Clemson. I'm going Clemson as well. Me and the dip can both got Clemson. So I, see, I see an undefeated week for the dip can. Yeah, the dip can, with the exception of Michigan State, which won't count against the dip can, uh, may, may do real well this week. What so, if what if the dip can does predict that upset? Well, then, well, well, then, then, I'm, yeah, taking, then I'm taking gambling picks off this dip can for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you can never tell in those rivalry games, man. It's just, it can be a little different. So, here's speaking of different, we are going to unveil a new segment on the show for Facebook, maybe Instagram, um, called the Mullet Minute. What we're going to do is we are going to pick one uh, member of the show, and for one minute, we are going to go around and ask them questions, and they're going to just rapid-fire answers back. Now, since this was J.D.'s idea, he will be the first victim of the mullet minute. So, J.D., if you have a stopwatch or something like that that you can go ahead and start. I've got one right here. Okay. Just let me know when it starts, and I'll, I'll start. Jody, we'll take turns. And, and Jody, whenever the minute ends, y'all, y'all can ask one more question if y'all have one. Uh, sure. Okay. All right. And... I'll, I'll start. All right. Ready, go. Have you ever sharded? No. Have you ever peed yourself? Yes. Which Disney princess are you? Pocahontas. Do you like thick women? Depends. <laughs> Sausage or bacon? Bacon. Will UT win a national championship in the next five years? Yes. Love What's it. the longest you've ever gone without showering? Two days I was camping. Man, that's, yeah. that's a really low amount of days. <laughs> Have you ever dipped Copenhagen? I've never dipped before. Knock, knock. Who's there? Next question. Next question, who? No, next question, Jody. What you got? <laughs> and the mullet minute is up. i to be honest, I didn't have another, a last question. <laughs> <laughs> well... That's almost all we got. Um, for those of you listening who have already heard about this, you'll get to hear about it again. For those of you who haven't heard about it, I want to tell you about something that we are doing. It's called, well, we're going to go ahead and name it Operation Sleigh Bells. What we are doing is we are going to hopefully be able to provide some gifts for families who otherwise might not be able to have gifts for Christmas. Um, We are taking donations on GoFundMe. Hopefully, we're going to have a raffle, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I'm going to post the link to the GoFundMe page on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. So if you guys want to donate to that, I would ask that you do. Our goal is $1,000. If we get to $1,000, we're going to separate it uh, by five families. We're going to divide that up equally. 
and do $200 a family. Even though I know that's not a whole lot of money, it's a place to start, and this is an idea that we hope to obviously do for years to come. So once again, if uh, if you want to donate to that, you can actually find the link on social media. I'll be posting it on there. Also, um, let me find the actual link to it. It's going to be GoFundMe.com forward slash, let's see here, Give Back Shelbyville. Let me make sure that that is correct. Yeah, so GoFundMe.com forward slash Give Back Shelbyville. Anything you can do will help. Uh, stay tuned for some of the things we're going to do to raise some money on that. So uh, if you listen to this, thank you so much. It's been real. It's been fun. But it ain't been real fun. We'll catch you next time.